Hello and welcome to the Hardball Gets Draft Special Series, Episode 3. Completely packed for work and the weekend. This podcast is brought to you by the all-new Mazda BT50 SP, the complete package. Let's get stuck in. Welcome to the Hardball Gets, episode three of our draft special series. On the line from Melbourne is a man who's been to more than 20 drafts, so he knows knows his stuff, West Coast recruiting manager, Rowan O'Brien. Rowan, thank you very much for joining us on the line today. No problem, Jordan. Good to be here. Now, it's uh, obviously a massive week coming up. Looking at your, your draft hand picks, 8, 12, 20 and, and 26. How, how exciting is, is this for yourself to you know, be able to bring so many top-end talents in? I, I can't remember the, the club ever having such a, a strong draft hand. Uh, yeah, look, it's been a little while and um, obviously we haven't had the year we hoped, which um, uh, is not great during the season, but we find ourselves in a position at the draft that it's been a long time since we've had it. So from that point of view, uh, yeah, we think we'll get some really exciting young talent. We're looking forward to it. What does the, the next few days look like? Are you are you locked in for, for that particular draft hand or, um, or or is there still a chance that, that things could change between now and, and next week with, with pick swaps and, and that sort of thing? Uh, look, it's probably more or less locked in. Um, we keep an open mind to anything, as you've seen last year on draft night. Um, uh, we did a trade then that we, we felt uh, benefited us. So we'll look at all those things again. But uh, given the hand that we've got at the moment, it's probably going to need to be something pretty good to convince us to, to move things around. You start with pick eight, which will almost certainly be be pushed back to uh, to pick nine. With Will Ashcroft likely getting a you know an early bid in those those first couple of picks. How many names would you have you know on the draft board with with that pick? Do you sort of have you know four four or five names just in case there are a few sort of curveballs thrown throughout those early picks? Uh, yeah, we've probably got about half a dozen different names, to be honest, that we feel might be a consideration at that pick. And obviously, once it gets to that pick, um, a number of those names will be already gone. But uh, we've ranked our players in the order that we think uh, is best for us. And a few of them will be picked off along the way. And I'm pretty sure we'll have some good options at that pick. Gavin Bell hinted that, that top-end midfield talent would, would, would be the go with those couple of early picks. Is that is that fair to say that you know picks 8 and 12 are, are, are more than likely going to be both be midfielders or could someone, you know, if you see a Jed Buzzlinger slide to your, to your second pick or, you know, someone along those lines, could that sort of change things? Uh, yeah, potentially it could. We'll definitely go best available at our picks and it's probably recognise that in the first part of the draft through to our first pick, um, the players there are probably mostly midfielders. So uh, at that pick, it's probably not unreasonable to think that. But after that, um, yeah, potentially there could be something outside a a midfield type. And uh, as I said, we'll go best available. And if that's not a midfielder, that's fine. What are your thoughts on the, the, the local talent over here in, in Western Australia? There's a lot of names being thrown about as you know potential top 10 and, and first round picks. Ruben Jinby, 
Um, seems like he, he's more than likely going to be the, the first West Aussie called out. Ed Allen's another one making a, a late charge, and Elijah Hewitt's been, been thrown around as a, another first-rounder as well. What are your thoughts on the, the local talent this year, and um, would that be a massive result for the club if you, if you manage to snag a couple of those boys with, with some of your early picks? Uh, yeah, look, I think the WA talent, as it does in most years, um, produces some really good players at the front of the draft uh, and uh, probably some really uh, really good players right through the draft. Um, but at those picks, yeah, uh, and in any pick in general, and I've said this a number of times, if uh, we can uh, draft local boys, it's certainly a great result for the footy club, we think, but there's also a, a talent aspect we have to take into account too. So we'll weigh all that up, and when the boys are close together, if you can pick local, that's great, but in the end, you pick who you think is the best player. Are there any other areas sort of positionally you feel like the, the squad needs needs topping up? The, the, the rucks are, in, I guess, an interesting proposition with Nick Natwell into his 30s now, and you know, you've probably just got a, a couple of developing guys underneath in, in Jamison and, and Bailey Williams. Obviously, you, you tried Stranatica um, last year and Hugh Dixon was another tall that was, was thrown around a bit with the SSP. Um, is, is that an area that, that you look at, at potentially topping up or, and, and potentially key forwards as well? Uh, look, Jordan, I think it's an area where you're, you're thinking in that space all the time, to be honest. Um, you have to give the taller players, and in particular the rucks, uh, a little bit of time to develop and be ready to play senior footy. So quite often you're thinking two or three years ahead in that space. And I remember at the time that we drafted Scott Lysett, a lot of people asked us why we did that when we had, uh, I think from memory, Coxie and Nick on the list at the time. But you do have to give the boys a little bit of time to be ready. And the ruck market has become a bit unique uh, in the last few years where maybe the talent pool hasn't been quite able to keep up with the demand. So uh, I think every year we're looking in that space and this year's no different. If there's some uh, rucks there that we feel can help us in the future, we'll certainly consider them. Now, the Next Generation Academy, that's another thing that's you know popped up in the, the, the latter years of, of the draft. You've got um, yeah a couple of intriguing prospects in, in that space. Tyrell Dewar's... Probably the the one that's been talked about the most, a, a kid from from Kalgoorlie who's been plying his trade at, at Subiaco and uh, in, in the PSA as well. Um, what what are your thoughts on him? I, I I did notice he was spotted at at the club this week. What what sort of chances do you give him of of landing on your list? And I guess what chances do you do you see him maybe getting swooped on in that top forty? Uh, yeah. Look, I'm not really sure. Clubs don't tend to give up too much information in that regard. Uh, with Tyrell and Jordan Baker, a couple of NGA boys that we've got, and we're, we're hopeful that they can contribute something on our list in the future. Um, unfortunately, until the night, you're really not sure what's going to happen. Uh, and obviously, if a bid comes under 40, we're unable to match. But conversely, if a bid doesn't come at all, we're able to have them a rookie. So um, we think that they're boys that have good upside and uh, we'll be just monitoring what happens on the night and they'll certainly be a consideration for us. You have two categories B spots available. If it, like, I guess the worst comes to worst, they, they could could slot in as, as Category B rookies, is that right? Is there two available per club? That's correct, mate, yeah. Oh, that's, I guess that's always a bonus and a, a bit of a, a free hit with the NGA stuff. Uh, yeah, it is, for sure. It's um, 
you know, when you look at the NGA program, I think opportunities like that uh, are the right way to grow the talent pool. So um, if that's how it ends up working out and they're Category B rookies, that would be a great result. Are you planning to use all five national draft picks? I notice you've got the pick 71 at the end there. Are you planning to use all, all five there? Uh, that's a call we'll just make on the night, Jordan. We've certainly got capacity to use all five, um, and that that uh, final pick can be used on the night or the next day in the rookie draft. So we'll just make that call at the time, and that might depend on who we've already selected as well. So it's a little bit difficult to predict now, but um, over the two drafts, we'll we'll probably use all of those five picks. I guess with the, the rookie stuff, you've, you've got no shortage of time, really, do you, with the, the whole pre-season supplementary training stuff? You've got Isaiah Winder and, and Zane True back back training at the club so it feels like there are quite a lot of options in that that rookie space at the moment for for you guys yeah potentially there is so it's something you can take your time uh, to work through as you said and, and we'll do that and um as i said potentially you know depending on who we've drafted and what type of player they are that'll be a consideration as well and in terms of the mature age space, you obviously brought in Greg Clark last year. What, what are your thoughts on the mature age talent available this year? It almost seems like there, there hasn't been as many talked about around the country, and especially the Waffle. Toby McQuilkin's probably one name that's been thrown around quite a bit. He had a really good state combine over here and obviously trained, trained with your club last year. Hamish Freeze, another player that's been talked about a little bit, a mature age ruckman. What, what are your thoughts on the talent as a whole, in terms of mature ages? Uh, yeah, look, I think it's become something that we've grown accustomed to in the last few years, that there's more and more of those players getting an opportunity. I think that's potentially the same again this year, but um, clubs just keep their cards pretty close to their chest, so um, we don't tend to advertise who we might be thinking about, but hopefully there's a few of those boys getting an opportunity again. And in, in terms of twenty twenty three, it, it feels like people are talking about that as a, a a real a real super draft. Have you already sort of got one eye on on, on next year, and um, how does it look like comparing to to this year in terms of of talent? Yeah, it's an interesting question, John. We we certainly have got one eye on the uh, talent pool for next year because when you're making decisions around trading, either through the trade period or at the draft. Um, you kind of weigh up how you see next year's talent pool and to what value the pick might be worth. But, um, yeah, next year's pool looks uh, pretty good. I feel like we say that every year and uh, and reality is that it does tend to turn out to be pretty good at the top end of each draft. But certainly next year there's a, a number of boys who have performed really well as bottom age players next uh, this year and look quite exciting for next year. All right, that's perfect, Rowan. Thank you very much for joining us over the line and all the best for uh, for next week in, in Melbourne, mate. Let's hope things go to plan and you, you get, you know, a few real long-term players for, for the club. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate that. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Don't forget you can log in to thewest.com.au for all your latest draft news and, of course, our top 20 profiles of the best WA talent in this year's pool. Thanks for joining us.